Well, welcome everybody and welcome again for you at home. And we're just, believe it or not, we are just a few weeks away from reopening, totally reopening in California. And we're about a month away from transitioning into our indoor worship service. And um, we know that even though um, California is opening in, you know, two weeks, we wanted to have like a two-week buffer to kind of see what's going on, you know, how if, you know, anything changes, if there might be more clarity on any uh, regulations that we might adhere to. But we're excited about that. We're excited about transitioning inside. And even though we've been meeting here outdoors for a while, it kind of represents us trying to um, rebuild our community again. But despite this, the church is faced with the challenge of what exactly is church community going to look like after we reopen? Um, is experiencing the church is experiencing church community going to be primarily virtual? And why is that? Well, because it's easier, it's more convenient. And I was looking at Facebook, and one person uh, posted this picture of their son in class. And I know some of you kids might enjoy this, but it showed the uh, the computer screen, and everybody had, of course, their picture's face turned off, and it just had their name. And I'm sure the teacher was teaching, but it had um, their uh, son just sleeping. Okay, he was on his bed, he was sleeping, and while class was going on. And so for some of you students, you say, hey, I like that, man. It's more convenient. I could learn and nap at the same time. And so um, is that going to be what church community is going to be like? Is the majority of our community going to be virtual? Or is experienced church community going to be like it was before the pandemic? But as I read more and more about this, you know, church leaders really don't know what church community is going to look like. And so it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be a journey for all of us. But one of the things that most church leaders believe is that we will not be experiencing church community like we did exactly like we did prior to the pandemic. And virtual community is here to stay. And so while there are merits in both, you know, I think that we have to find a balance between uh, virtual community and in-person community. And, and the whole purpose of this series leading up to July 4th is to communicate the importance of what it means to be the body of Christ, but more importantly, what it means to meet in person, um, even though there are merits of virtual community. So if you have your Bible, can you turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12? And for those of you, um, it'll be on your screens right here for those of you who are at home and for those of you who are here. And this is what the Apostle Paul talks about as he's describing the church. He says, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. And Paul is describing the church here as one body. And, and if you really think about it, isn't it amazing how our body works, that somehow our brain coordinates our eyes, our muscles, our internal organs, and they all work together to accomplish what we want. And it's only when one part of our body is not working properly do we experience, you know, frustration. For those of you who know, uh, most of you know I have arthritis in my right knee, and it, it hurts ever every step I take. You know, some days are worse than others, but there are times when all of a sudden I see something, 
I react and my body tells me to run. And so I just start running until I take my first step on my right leg. I go, ah! And then my run goes from one step to a hobble as fast as I can to do whatever I need to do in a hurry, right? And it's frustrating when your body doesn't work. You know, you young people, you know, enjoy this time because there is going to be a time when you're just glad you woke up and there's nothing hurting, you know? Um, But when your body doesn't work, you know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And so this is what Paul is saying, that we as a church, that we're a body. And the body church only works when everybody is functioning as it should. And he was, Paul says, as when one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. And he goes on in verse tw- uh, 13, it says, For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. See, when we became a believer, Jesus baptized us with the Holy Spirit who came to live in us. And so we were immersed with the Holy Spirit, okay? But, you know, when we were also um, baptized with the Holy Spirit, it wasn't just that we, the Holy Spirit came to live inside us. We were also baptized or we were immersed into the body of the ch- church. So basically what Paul is saying, it is impossible for a believer to grow apart from the body of Christ. There are so many people today who you know, are enjoying virtual worship because it's easy. And yes, you get uh, access to probably some of the best Bible teaching out there. And you're saying, you know, why go to a church? Why be a part? I, you know, I get all I need in front of me and I don't have to get out of my pajamas. It's comfortable and it's easy. But what Paul is saying here, it is impossible to grow as a believer apart from the body of Christ. So if you want to grow... You know, as a believer, which is our goal, right? And, um, wow, that's... The birds are saying amen to that, so just take that as birds saying amen. Um, the, uh, if you want to grow, you cannot... You have to be a part of the body of Jesus Christ. And, but it also makes it difficult for the church to carry out God's will without its members, Right. You know, if we're all just staying at home, watching our screens and all that. Well, you know, there are some times where we have to do that if we're sick or we have things to do. Yes, it's a valuable tool. But if we're using that as a rule and not the exception, it's really hard for the church to carry out God's will when its members are not functioning as part of the body. We are, you know, and Paul also emphasizes this in Romans 12, 5, where he says, So in Christ... Though many form one body, each member belongs to all the others. I want you to highlight that part where it says, each member belongs to all the others. It doesn't say we're a part of this body. No, he, he takes it one step further, is that we belong to each other. We live for each other. We are a team, and we need to eat, uh, to live and work, and we belong with each other, and we belong to one another. You know, for those of you who've ever played athletics, you know the importance of what it means to be a part of the team. Now, you know, this past week my Lakers were knocked out of the playoffs, and 
I can't believe that I'm saying this, but I am rooting for the Clippers, you know, because the Clippers represent um, Los Angeles. But after a team is eliminated from the playoffs, they always have team interviews where they interview the players and they kind of evaluate what happened during the season. And so they interviewed this one Laker, and this is what this one Laker said. It says, sacrificing whatever it takes to win. Being in the lineup or being out of the lineup, not getting your shot or getting your shot. We need guys in here that have one goal in mind, and that's to win a championship. When you're on a team with LeBron and AD, you know you're coming here to be role players. Be the best at your role, and that's what we need. Next year, I think we have to have that camaraderie that we had on our championship year to have a shot at winning it again next year. And so basically what this um, Laker was saying is, hey, you're on a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They're some of the top 10 in the NBA. So when you're coming to this team, you are not coming to be a star. You are coming to be a role player. And you need to understand that and you need to embrace your uh, role. And that's one thing the Lakers had last year. And that's one thing that I knew, even if AD and LeBron weren't hurt, I knew that the Lakers were going to have problems because I didn't see that camaraderie. But, you know, as a part of the body of Jesus Christ, we have God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay? They are the stars on our team. So what are we? We are role players, right? It is not our role uh, to try to win the game, right? It's not our role to come up with the game plan and the strategy and to try to be the number one scorer. It is not our goal to be an all-star because when you have God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit on your team, you know that your role is that of a role player, but how many of us do want, don't want to play that role? We don't want to be a role player. Hey, we want to be the ones to pad our stats. We want to be the one to have the highest average of points per game. Or we want the most rebounds. Or what, we want our individual stats to shine. But when we're a part of the body of Christ, we all have to remember that we are all role players. And we all have to play our roles in order for the church to function the way it is. You know, one of my um, favorite, you know, for those of you who know me, you know that I'm an Avengers or a Marvels uh, fanatic. And, you know, I've just loved all of the series. But one of the, um, uh, I guess, scenes that I like best was with, it was in Doctor Strange. For those of you who don't know who, who Doctor Strange is, Doctor Strange was this really highly gifted surgeon, but he was arrogant, he was pompous, he was self he was conceited, and really not a really great person until he got injured, right? And so we see that he meets up with this ancient one who is trying to help him to go from the surgeon to the Doctor Strange, who's going to be the Avenger that's going to protect the Earth from all of these mystic enemies. But there's, in this, there's this one scene that I think was probably my favorite scene in all of the Avengers series. And this is one, the ancient one, which you see here on your screen. Um, she's about ready to pass on. She's about 
she's just um yeah she's going to die shortly and she has her last parting words with dr strange and she says this she says arrogance and fear still keep you from learning the simplest and the most significant lesson of all to which dr strange replies which is and then the ancient one replies it's not about you and i think this is to me the one of the greatest lines in all of the avenger series because up to now this arrogant gifted intelligent surgeon his world wrapped around himself but now he was going to become an avenger now he's going to protect the world from all of these mystic evil mystic threats and so what's the lesson that he has to learn it's not about you and maybe that's the lesson that some of us have to learn today and that's my only point in this one sermon it's not about you it's about the body of christ you know jesus didn't die for us so just could just so we could have our sins forgiven and that we could go to heaven and it's not just about our personal quest to become more like christ you know i think a lot of us take a look at our our christian life and view it as our own individual quest to become more like christ that is not the purpose or the reason that God, that Christ died for us. Yes, he died for us so our sins could be forgiven. Yes, he died for us because so we could be a part of the family of God. But there's so much more than just us. It's so much more than just us. God wanted us to become more like Christ so we could have a closer relationship with him and our neighbor. You know, to be part of his mission in this world to save people by proclaiming the gospel message and he also gave came to die and to help us grow spiritually so we could build up the church that as you grow in Christ your sensitivity to the holy spirit's leading should grow how many times have you come here and somebody here has just shared a word of encouragement to you well you said you know what i don't feel like coming into church today but i'm just going to go but when you're there out of the blue somebody says an encouraging word that all of a sudden it was meant just for you it was meant just for you and it changes your life i can't tell you how many times that has happened to me where a person would come up to me and just share a word to me a word of encouragement and this person had no idea that i was hurting this person had no idea that i was suffering but they had no idea the power of their word when they told me this and that vice versa i can't tell you how many times when uh, god used me to minister to somebody and i had no clue what they were going through but then they were here and i was just able to talk to them and share with them and they were just saying you know pastor dave for whatever reason god brought me here today to speak to you just for this moment see god wants to use each one of you to bless to encourage to build up each other in the body of Christ and you can't do that if you're sitting at home all the time just watching on the screen you have to be here now once again i get it there are times when 
that's probably your best option. But don't make that the rule. Make that the exception. Because once again, as Apostle Paul says, that we have been baptized into the body of Christ and we belong to each other. That means we care about one another. That means we don't live for ourselves. We live for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And this is what Pastor Trent said last week. He said that we have more in common with a believer in China than we do with unbelievers in the um, organizations that we are with, in our workplace, and so forth. Why? Because they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. These are the relationships that are going to carry on for all eternity. And we belong to each other. The Bible never says that we belong to the unchurched or the unbeliever. The Bible says that we belong to those who are disciples of Jesus Christ. Whether it's here, whether it's in another country, whether we speak English, whether we speak another language, it doesn't matter. If we are believers, we belong to each other. And in Mission Valley, each one of you are sitting here today. I want you to look around. I want you to look around. Okay, you can't do that at home, but at home, just imagine. These are the people that Paul, that God has commanded to say that we belong to one another. So what's our weekly challenge? Our weekly challenge is to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 every single day. Once again, it's not a large, long chapter, so I'd like you to read it. But when you read it, I don't want you just to read it and say, okay, boom, check it off and I read it. What I do, I want you to read it and ask yourself, God, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to tell me through this passage? And meditate on the passage. Don't just read it to check it off and say, okay, I've done my weekly challenge. And reflect on what role you are currently playing to build up the body of Christ. Okay, I want you to have a time of self-reflection and, and reflect upon what role are you currently or not currently playing to build up the body of Christ. And finally, take one action step to participate in the body of Christ. Because as we take communion, you know, this is what it's all about. It's about being a part of the body of Christ. And this is why, you know, Christ died for us. And so as I close this time in prayer, worship team, please come forward. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you died for us on the cross so that we might have eternal life and that we might be with you in heaven for all eternity. But Father, you wanted so much more for us than that. Father, you baptized us into a body. You immersed us into a body where we belong to one another. And Father, it's through the church that we are your witnesses to an unbelieving world that of the truth that you share, that you wrote, that you've told us about in Scripture. And Father, we as a church are to be your salt and to be your light in a dark world. So Father, I pray that you would allow us to be that. And Father, as we take communion, Lord, I ask that you would allow us to reflect on our own conversion and how we view our relationship with you. 
do we see you, your Son, and the Holy Spirit, the stars of our team, and we're just the role players? Or, Father, do we want to be the stars? And for those of you who struggle with that right now, and I know that we all have and I have, I ask that you would take this a few moments before you take communion to confess that before God, to yield your life to God and to share with him your desire to be a role player and allow him to be the star.